In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's epistle reading from St. Paul's letter to the Romans in chapter 12. We were in chapter 12 last week in the Mass as well. And if you remember what St. Paul was teaching us last week, which will continue this week, is this. He's teaching us how to live as the one body of Christ, to glorify God on the earth for the salvation of one another and the salvation of all those outside of the ark of salvation. And so last week, St. Paul says, by the grace of God, offer yourselves to him in such a way to be used with the grace-filled gifts that you have been given to manifest Christ and his kingdom in this earth in this time. That's the call that came to us this week. And St. Paul is teaching us again how to live in unity and harmony as that one body of Christ, specifically for that purpose. And he continues to teach us today. Let's hear his words. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate yourselves with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. In love, being kindly affectionate one to another, in humility, with honor, he says, showing preference to one another. Be of the same mind. Now we have to understand what he's asking. Rather, what he's telling us is to be the life of the body of Christ in the earth. Because he's calling the church which consists of different people. Different members with different purposes and different gifts and different viewpoints and different experiences, both good and bad up to this very day. And he's saying, let all of you in love, with kind and affection to one another, be of one mind. You come together to think and reason with the very mind of Christ, one mind among us all. What does it look like for the church to function as one mind? I want to take you back to Acts in chapter 15, to the council of Jerusalem. And we see the holy apostles meet together over a very important issue. And we will see them become one mind on that issue. Saints Paul and Barnabas had been bringing the gospel beyond all the Jewish people into the Gentile lands. And seeing those Gentiles convert into Christianity, come to know Christ. And they were baptizing them. But they had Jewish converts in all of those areas that went along with them and some who lived in those areas that were saying that these newly converted Gentiles, you not only need to be baptized, but you also, like us, the chosen people, must be circumcised to come into the kingdom of God, to come into covenant with God. You must hold to the old covenant way in which God brought someone into covenant with himself. You have to be circumcised. St. Paul, Paul and Barnabas took issue with this, as I would imagine many of the new Gentile believers. And they took issue with this. 
And so what do saints Paul and Barnabas do? They go to convene with the rest of the apostles who are still in Jerusalem. And in Acts chapter 15 and verse 6, we're told this. Now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And that word consider is a beautiful word. And the fathers speak of it. It means this. They didn't just come together to think about something. Like we would consider something. They came together so that their darkened thought might be cleared. They did not have an answer to this. And they needed an answer from God. And they needed to find it together so that God could bring clarity on this situation. What is clarity? It is God gifting us with His mind. It is God gifting us with His perspective on this. And His direction on this. And so they gathered together to consider this. And what did this process of considering look like? Well, you can bet they prayed. But there's something else that we're told. They actually wrestled with one another. With their thoughts. All bringing their thoughts to the table. We're even told at times that they were in dispute. Now understand the word dispute doesn't mean hatred, disagreement. It means two people coming from a different perspective on something and they weren't agreeing. So there was dispute and they were wrestling and they were praying. And through that process, ultimately through the fellowship of one another, the mutual submission to God and to one another, and their collective fellowship with God through prayer and this process of wrestling together, with their thoughts and their wisdom. God granted them his clear sight. And I want you to hear the words of blessed Saint Peter. Who speaks to what the decision was. Because he sends a letter. Crafts a letter to be taken back by Saints Paul and Barnabas. To those Jewish converts and to those newly converted Gentile Christians. And I want you to hear the words of the letter that express one mind. Because this is how we must come to being of one mind in Christ. St. <coughs> Peter writes, Since we have heard that some who went out from us have troubled you with words, unsettling your souls, saying, You must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment. It seems good to us, being assembled in one accord, to send chosen men to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who will also report the same things by word of mouth. Now listen to this. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that you abstain from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you do well. It's that statement. It seems good to us and to the Holy Spirit. That's where we see how we become one mind in Christ. I want to tell you something and testify of something in our own parish. I have witnessed this. Over these last two and a half some weeks. Because as we prepared for looking ahead for this year. And our finances and our responsibilities to be good stewards of everything that we have. I saw this process take place. When your budget finance committee met. We were faced with a real struggle. We were faced with the struggle that over the next four or five years. 
with the age of our building and the age of our air conditioning units, we know that we have capital expenses that are more profound than they've ever been before. So we have a problem to look at. And we knew that the solution to that problem was not going to come simply from our operating expenses and the income that comes in by your faithful tithes to our Lord. So, Lord, what do we do? What are we going to do over these next five years? What would you have us do? And so when we met as the budget committee, we prayed the prayer, Lord, show us your most excellent way in this. Show us your most excellent way and give us grace to do it. Give us grace to follow. And then we had discussion and we had such beautiful wisdom coming from so many different angles. And we had to wrestle a little bit. There was peaceful dispute, opposite thinking on some things from time to time. And the conversation continued. I even had to wrestle within myself, and I know many others did, because I was hearing the wisdom of God through others that was causing me to change my perspective a bit. And that was happening amongst us. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is with us and in us. And we had prayed for Him. To show us the way. What was the end? We had very peacefully, collectively, with one heart and one mind, seen what we believe the solution is given to us by God. And our hearts were at peace. I could have said at the end of that meeting precisely what St. Peter wrote. It seems right to us and to the Holy Spirit that we do this. I saw the same process at work, my friends at our parish council meeting that had to approve what was shown to them. And many minds gathered together and I saw the same thing happen. Beautiful prayer, fellowship, wrestling with one another, wrestling within ourselves, and again by the end of that meeting. Thanks be to God, we saw the way. And we were of one mind in this. And you'll see the results of this in the meeting today. But this is precisely how the body of Christ becomes one mind so that the will of God through His church can be made manifest and have its effect in our lives and in the lives of those even beyond Christ's holy church. How is it that we constantly move towards being of one mind in our Lord Jesus Christ? As St. Paul says, I give you two things to consider. The first is this. We have to be, and you've heard this from me many times, we must become a people who are fervent in prayer. A people who are fervent in prayer when we are together to pray and when we are apart from one another to continue the fellowship of God that is prayer. You tell me another way that you and I can come to the very mind and heart of God without spending time with that very God. Without coming to know Him. And letting him share himself with us. So that we collectively, not just as individuals, but collectively, constantly, we have his heart and his mind. And we come together in that beautiful harmony, having obtained it. So we must be a people of fervent prayer and fellowship with God. Remember what prayer is. It is not just lifting words. It's being quiet. It's listening. It's grappling with our own hearts to God. It is also the reading of Holy Scripture where He shares His mind and His heart with us. All of that is in our prayer. And so we must be a people of fervent prayer. Secondly, 
We must live lives that protect and preserve such unity. That's why St. Paul says, by humility. Not setting ourselves above one another, but rather the opposite. Set to serve, set to love, set to bless one another. By being kindly affectionate toward one another. In other words, let the rule of love be the governing virtue of everything in the body of Christ, in our fellowship. Only then, my friends, with prayer and love and protection of the unity, only then will we hear and know and discern the will of God that it may be done in the earth. Only then will our prayer that Christ taught us to pray when we pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done where? On earth as it is in heaven. Only then will that be experienced and come to a reality. May it be. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.